We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. So glad to have you. It's been a really fun show so far. We've got a lot more planned for it today. Uh, we've got Micah Parsons talking with Vaughn Miller on his podcast about how Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. Now, we'll see. That's such a funny headline. <laughs> yes, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if I tell you two years star, ago, yeah. we're going to have Penn State linebacker, interior linebacker, that Micah Parsons is going to be talking about Jalen Hurts, yeah. back up to Carson Wentz, and now they're two gigantic stars. <laughs> Massive. I, I mean, who would even thought the Eagles and the Cowboys would be this kind of rivalry for the top of the NFC? I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, I mean, I thought so. They Both teams have drafted really well. Yeah. You know, a couple misses here and there, Jalen Rager, stuff like that. But, I mean, they both drafted very well. They both have good quarterbacks. They both have, I mean, it turns out they both have good coaches. They both have committed ownership. I think you could have seen this coming. I, you know, it's funny. I think I'm going to Google the preseason NFL odds. I feel like the Bucks were ahead of them, the Rams, the Niners. Uh, who else? The Packers. A lot of people have the Packers yeah, this year. Packers were a sexy. I know pick. it feels like a long, long time ago. It just felt like the NFC East was not respected as a whole. Uh, now it is, I think. Well, probably because first round playoff exits last yeah, year. Exactly. Eagles get crushed by the Bucks, and obviously we know how Dallas lost to the 49ers. So maybe that had a little to do with it. But beyond just Parsons calling him a system quarterback, the timing of this, because I know as a fan, I don't like it when people on the teams I'm rooting for call out the opponent. Whether it's like overtly negative, like when Jalen Ramsey said Josh Allen was trash, or when it's something that's a little more subtle and a little more just football, like this Micah Parsons talking about Jalen Hurts being a system quarterback. I don't like this at all because <laughs> I think it gives the other team bulletin board material. The the Eagles are far and away like one of the best teams in the NFL. And when you're that good and you're always the team that's being chased instead of the chasers. You're looking for reasons to become an underdog or to, you know, get an extra chip on your shoulder. And I think Parsons just handed that to the Eagles. I think in this particular situation, the Eagles have so much motivation to beat Dallas. It's their biggest rival. Right. It's a huge national game. They know the division is still on the line. And they are. They're, they're literally going to be underdogs. What are they, probably three and a half. They'll probably be three or three and a half point dogs in that game. I just think Jalen Hurts would be full in. The question too is what kind of what does that do to a quarterback? A quarterback's got to be under control, and I know Tom yeah. Brady over the long term has been a big chip on his shoulder guy. He invents these course, things all the isn't time. Isn't his production company called like One Ninety Nine Productions? Yeah, or something? oh, yeah. he's the ultimate chip on. But what does that actually do to Jalen Hurts? Do you, do you think that he might be pressing? Do you think he might try and make too many plays? That's the other thing. Maybe Micah knows what he's doing here. I mean, it's possible if Deion Sanders would pull stuff like this. And I yeah. like veteran players. If they did that, I think we'd be like, "Ooh, we should be careful. Maybe he knows what he's doing. Mike is so young. But also, too, I think Micah Parsons is just incredibly honest. I think he really feels this way. I think he couldn't help himself. He yeah, feels he, this way and he said it. And now we'll see if there's any kind of consequences or not. I also think that the Eagles really would rally around Hertz. First of all, I think that. They like him a lot. I think he yeah. is the leader of the team. And he, he also got a little bit of a boost, not just because of who he is, but he's coming after Carson Wentz, who people couldn't get out of town fast enough. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most hated quarterbacks probably in the history of Philadelphia. Well, Maybe athletes? No, no, no. Any starting court? No, Carson Wentz was not that bad. Really? I, I don't think so. I mean, a lot of people hated Donovan McNabb. A lot of people hate any starting quarterback. They hated Jaworski. They hated Randall Cunningham. They hated me. <laughs> they Man, hate the starting quarterback. You guys are just a bunch of haters. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But no, I, I think Wentz, towards the end, definitely uh, got on everyone's bad side. But 
If Hurts starts losing, trust me, they'll turn on Jalen Hurts and say Gardner Minshew should be the quarterback. In fact, <laughs> last year there was the worst. <laughs> in fact, last year there was a lot of Gardner Minshew talk, including Gardner Minshew himself went into the coach's room and said I should be starting. But I, yeah, I, I don't know what what impact this has on the actual game here because I feel like this game is so such a so high stakes anyway. Yeah, everyone's going to be fired up. But you're right. If Jalen Hurts wins, you you've seen Jalen Hurts operate this year. He will won't say a thing. He will not. He's not the type of guy to talk at all. No, this dude is super. You can tell, son of a coach. You know yeah, all totally, that stuff. Totally. And, but I just think that the team will rally on his behalf. Like I was thinking about this. I'm like, he and Mahomes right now are so neck and neck. I feel like for the MVP. Mm. No. I, I think the new guy always gets it. Mahomes already has one. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, would they would they split it? And that would be like oh, the yeah. worst thing you could do, right? To split the MVP. When's the last time that's actually happened? I think McNair, right? McNair and Peyton Mc, Manning? Ma- yeah, McNair. And was it Peyton Manning who was, was split it with? Remember yeah. a long time ago, Keith Hernandez and Willie Parker or something? Did that? It's Willie like Stargell. Hap- Willie Stargell, right. It's happened a very few times. Yeah. Willie, Willie Parker, the former Steelers running back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he would split the NL MVP with Keith Hernandez. Yeah, I don't sure. think it's a, it's a split. Because every year there's... You could split between Mahomes, Rodgers, and those guys all the time. Well, I was thinking that would be, like, I, I was thinking, like, would they do that to Jalen Hurts because Mahomes has such a big resume? We got a lot it, of time for that. Similar to Lamar Jackson's MVP, or the new guy on the scene, gets the nod, right? It's 2003, you said, Stu? Yes. Or yes. EJ? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a clear front runner, especially if they win out or come close to winning out. Because Mahomes has been great, but we've seen this from Mahomes. And it's way down. He had 50 touchdowns in his MVP season. And if you're going to compare Mahomes to past Mahomes, is this year really that spectacular? No, it's typical behavior from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, okay. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to our pal, Big Dave, who's in Kentucky. Dave, do you think it was disrespectful to call Jalen Hurts a system quarterback? Come on, guys. What are y'all doing? Has there ever been any story more over <laughs> Never. Listen to what he said. I mean, he's given the team a compliment. It wasn't like he was trashing Hurts or he didn't. I mean, this is just silly. This is this is pure hyperbole. This is pure silly. Well, but I don't see, Dave. I understand what you're saying, but we know professional athletes. They'll take the smallest slights, real and imagined. I mean, I'm watching one of the greatest to ever do it in Michael Jordan talking about how he got cut from the JV team and used that as motivation every day of his life. Like, it's it might be, you know, not like, it's not, as said, like Jalen Ramsey calling Josh Allen trash, but you know how athletes are, Big Dave. Yeah, two points, two points. Number one, Jalen Hurts is not Michael Jordan. Oh, secondly, I know. Secondly, I mean... If you listen to the way he said it, and watch, it's more important to actually watch the video clip of it. I mean, it's almost like he's embarrassed to even say anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like that. I mean, that. come on, guys. I mean, come on. We're better than this. Are we not better than no, this? No, no, no. We're definitely not. Are we, not, are we We're better definitely than this? Not we talked about Odell state. Beckham going to the Cowboys for like a month. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, listen, love your guys' show. I absolutely do. I mean, you guys are my favorites, and it's always a pleasure to to come on with you, but this particular story right here, as a consummate Cowboys fan, this is absolutely ridiculous. You guys have a good day. All right, thanks. thanks you too. Appreciate you know, it. Well, a, we should play the music. Uh, the sound. A really good point. He did praise Miles Sanders. He's so there's <laughs> how fired up is Miles Sanders going to be? Because Parsons is like, well, he thinks I'm good, so how can I get all mad? <laughs> and he said the offensive line is unbelievable. 
So are they going to get fired up? So it wasn't a full trash talk. I love it. It's like we forgot how professional athletes operate overnight. They are always looking for slights. All right, EJ, can we hear the uh, Michael Parsons? This was him talking on the Vaughn Miller podcast. We look at the Eagles. Is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think it's, little, <laughs> it's, it's system and team. I, I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that, like, I can't I, – I, like, I, like, when things are off, I, I just can't, like, hold it in. Like, I almost got to say something. Like, you know, you're right. They got, they got a great team, great defense. But everyone, everyone has their own opinions, like. But they got – so Jalen Hurts is – He's good. Michael Parsons talking with Vaughn Miller. Yeah, I mean, when he actually after Dave made those comments, right? It's not, it's not the most blatant disrespect. It's not as you mentioned Jalen Ramsey saying Josh Allen is trash. <laughs> One of the all-time bad takes. <laughs> um, but Eagles have a much bigger problem. They need to figure out. They get to make sure Tony Pollard does not escape into space on a screen pass. Like this game is going to be determined by who controls the ball, who run. If Dallas runs it down in the Eagles' throat, like Washington did. Yep then they're going to win this game. I don't know. I just don't think that they were really going to point to this story and say that's what happens. I, I don't know how trash talk affects a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. If he tries to do too much, it could be problematic, right? He could even get hurt. I don't want to see that. Well, we're just looking at you know Jerry Jones saying that Dak Prescott's been too aggressive yeah, the last couple definitely. weeks. And not because he's trying to go out there and win the MVP. I think he's just trying to press a little bit, and it's gotten him into some trouble and the receivers into some trouble. It's very mysterious. I am trying to figure out why would Dak be more aggressive now. I can't figure out why Dax had these interceptions. A lot of them are tips. Yeah. A lot of them are the receiver and him not on the same page. Yeah, I don't think they're all his fault, but obviously Jerry Jones thinks that he is has a lot of culpability because he's saying that Dak is being too aggressive like a negative. Yeah, I think he answered a question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jerry loves Dak. <laughs> I mean, he, he always loves him. I, I tell you, I'm worried about Dak Prescott as an Eagles fan. He is really good against the Eagles in the past. And but Pollard Elliott, this game's really not going to come down to Hurts. I don't think. Isn't that funny? Maybe I'm with Micah Parsons. There's so many other elements that are going to determine what happens here. I don't the know. Cowboys will beat themselves too. That's the other thing. They should worry um, about keeping keeping their game tight. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys. The last two weeks, I know that Colts score maybe is a little bit miss. You know deceiving because it ended up being such a blowout. But they, they let the Colts hang around. They gave the Colts and so did the an Eagles. entryway back in that game. <laughs> no, the Eagles almost got beat by the Colts. The Eagles was actually really battled with the Texans, too. It was weird. I, I don't know what's going on with those teams. The AFC's, the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to have the one and two seed because the AFC South's so bad and they've gotten to play them. Well, Minnesota might have the two seed. No, Minnesota. <laughs> you think Minnesota is going to not lose more games? They are not great. I don't know. They found a way to be 10 and 3. They have the same record as the Cowboys. 855 212 4 CBS, 855 212 4227. Our buddy Sean is in Oregon. Sean, what's up? Hey, you guys. I wish these guys would trash talk more. You know, when I hear these players and especially the coaches compliment each other, it just makes me want to puke. <laughs> and uh, I think the Cowboys are coming. You know, I'm not a Cowboy homer. I hear these uh, cowboy homers and the Philly homers and the cowboy haters talking to each other. I just watch football, and if you can't see the Cowboys coming, uh, you're blind, and Philly fan better be worried. You guys have a great day. <laughs> All right, Sean, a little trash talk, a little uh, drop the mic, Perloff. You worried? Yeah, you are. Of course. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Perloff's already nervous. Um, okay, so... We got that going on today. You're welcome to weigh in on this uh, Cowboys-Eagles rivalry story. One other thing. um, Today is the holiday party. 
for all of the company here in New York. It's going on right now, conveniently, right in the middle of our show. They yeah, decided to do always. the holiday party. Always happens. <laughs> Every year I've worked here, the holiday party, no matter what time, we're going to 8 o'clock in the morning. Somehow they're doing the holiday party then. I get I get it, guys. Uh, you don't have to give me that big of a hint. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I walked through the holiday party right before it started. Right. And one thing I noticed was that alcohol and the amount of bars that were set up was like double the amount of food stations that were set up. Mm. <laughs> and this is, that's the recipe usually for, for a fun party, but I noticed it. I was like, oh boy, there's way more alcohol that's accessible here than food. And we know how that can tend to go. <laughs> if you don't have a solid base, you know, then all of a sudden just takes a couple drinks and all of a sudden, you know. Yes, but... You the, got the whole sales team crowded around. It is two to five in the break room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is not... You can do damage in the break room. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I have to be honest, though, this is my first Christmas party here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> not, not blown away. Well, oh, I mean, listen. <laughs> I think maybe they're trying to... Maybe they saw you coming and they're like... Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, There's a picture of me on the internet cleaning up a mess. I, I was the first one to make a party foul. <laughs> yes. Basically, I looked around at what was offered and got a Diet Dr. Pepper out of the vending machine, which <laughs> then exploded when I opened it. <laughs> I don't know. This is not... Life of the party. Not the most extravagant Christmas party I've ever been to. Maybe they're trying to cover up with more booze. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no one will remember. They'll just say, wow, it was such a great time. Yeah, and it is a very awkward food situation. Instead of a buffet, there are people going around passing out delicious food. Yeah. So you don't want to be the guy who just posts up right by where the food comes in because it's obvious. Which Basically is what I did. Which is yeah. exactly what everybody is doing, yeah. pretending they're watching the World Cup, but they're really just waiting for the waitresses <laughs> to come around. Um, I So my parents owned a restaurant and a catering company yeah. when I was growing up, and I passed my first hors d'oeuvre when I was like six years old. But there were times when people would get so aggressive on attacking the tray, right? And it's like, you don't know what to do. You know, people are hungry. You want to give them, but I've seen, I've like almost been attacked mm. just because I was holding like cocktail shrimp. So does the server, I've always wondered this, does the server judge the person who takes too many shrimp? Yes. I thought so. <laughs> Darn. No. Yep. But you know what? Here's the thing about if you've worked in the food industry, especially if you've done a lot of weddings and, you know, those kinds of parties, it's almost like being a doctor where no matter what you tell the doctor, they've heard worse. No, You know, it's like, oh, I've got this yeah. scab. You know, it's like, ah, they've seen worse than that. I feel like as someone who worked in the party industry and grew up in it, no matter what you say, I've seen worse. Whatever party foul you have for me, mm. I've seen worse than that. Like, you can't shock me anymore because of mm. all of the craziness that I've seen over the course of my life. All right. Going to give me some stories? Well, no, I mean, uh, we've had, oh my gosh, we've had people, you know, collapse. You know, ambulances have to get called. We've had people trying to steal food out of the cooler, trying to steal <laughs> bottles of booze from behind the bar. There was literally someone who worked for my parents who was stealing the toilet paper from the bathroom. <laughs> we've had people try to walk out with, like, food stuffed in their pockets. People steal the silverware. They steal the salt and pepper shakers. So a lot of theft. Um, we've mm -hmm. had people doing drugs in the bathroom. We've had people <laughs> left their car in the parking lot for a month. We've had people. <laughs> who, I mean, that might be the craziest one of all. Uh, yeah. Wait, did they die or something? What happened? <laughs> no, they were just a really rich person who had a lot of cars and just left their car Didn't in our parking lot anymore. For, the, for a month. It was like a Cadillac or something. Um, I mean, I, this is just what I'm doing off the top of my head. 
We've had the lights go out. We've had, um, <laughs> I mean, someone clogging the toilets. We've had people right, puke. Right, right. We've had people, <laughs> I mean, everything you can think of. Anything you can think of. I've already seen it. You guys had the lights go out. That one wasn't that exciting. <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, uh, like blew the power. Oh. <laughs> like, a, like a, yeah, like a power outage. Imagine doing a party by candlelight only. That's not fun. All right, can you tell me the the super R-rated ones in the break? There must have been some of that because I've seen that at weddings too. Well, drugs was kind of R-rated. Yeah, that one that was a little more sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen it all. You can't shock me anymore by parties. So, I hope everyone's having fun at the holiday party over there. Eat something, will you? <laughs> 855-212-4CBS 855-212-4227. We'd love to hear your holiday party stories. Why not? You got them. All right, Aaron Rodgers. We will get to that in just a moment. What did he have to say about the Packers and the bye week as they get set to play a very big, because they're all going to be big for the Packers, big Monday night game for the Packers coming up against Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. So we got that in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff right after this. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Just did another drive by the holiday party. There's still not the right food out there for me. <laughs> uh, you don't like lot. empanadas? Come on. Yeah, there's a lot of, we're in the high carb portion of this. There's French fries being passed around. That's good. They need that. If you're going to have all these open bars, you need yeah. something to soak it up. I was looking for shrimp. So yesterday, <laughs> it was kind of too late, the weekly Aaron Rodgers interview on the Pat McAfee show. We didn't really get to digest some of those details, but I think even given more time to digest some of them, <laughs> I still do not understand. <laughs> what the heck, What's going on here, Maggie? Can you help me out with this? Well, let's get to our buddy Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? This should go down as one of the all-time funniest transitions I think I've ever heard on live anything. Radio, television, doesn't matter. I've never heard anything like this. It starts off where McAfee's asking Aaron Rodgers about the bye week, and then A.J. Hawk just comes in from nowhere. Here you go. You know, went to the beach, worked on my tan, and... uh... You know, wore a lot of tank tops, filled off my belly button a little bit, and had a good time. Hey, I, I was just wondering, this is not really a football question, but are you scared of dying? <laughs> what is that? Hmm. What kind of transition <laughs> is that? I mean, at least he prefaced it by saying it wasn't a football question. <laughs> that really wasn't a football question. <laughs> you know, I was on the beach. What do you say? I was showing off my belly button. Are you afraid of dying? What was his answer? I got to find out. Is he afraid of dying? He actually went into this whole thing. We can't play it. It's way too long. Uh, about the ayahuasca trip. Yeah, sure. And how he's kind of seen, as he said, the other side. Whatever that means. And uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to find out. And uh, he said that his fear of death first became very acute during Y2K. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That was weird. <laughs> I, I, like, the idea that Y2K, if you're someone of, you know, if you're, like, our age and, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm the same age as Aaron Rodgers, that that was a very big, like, oh, the world's going to come yeah, to an apocalypse. end. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, and I haven't done all the things I want to do, and it got him sort of scared to death, and then uh, ayahuasca kind of took him away from that. You know, not to insult AJ Hawk's question, but isn't everybody afraid of death? Isn't that a very natural thing to be afraid maybe of? Not like maybe the Buddhist biggest thing. Monks and people yeah. who have really come to grips with, like, you know, we're just a speck of dust on the, you know, <laughs> in the timeline of life. So 
We should probably put up a poll on Maggie and Pearl. <laughs> are you afraid of death? I think it's going to be eighty-three percent yes. Well, and the people are saying no. I mean, I guess I'm envious. Well, we have a large Buddhist monk listenership. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Um, so that's what Aaron Rodgers is up to. Yeah, he was on the beach, and AJ Hawks wondering if he's scared of death. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, how about you, Maggie? Are you afraid of dying? <laughs> you know all these softball questions you keep handing me. Who? Yes, of course I am. I find it weird that all of a sudden this is going to sound so dumb, but all of a sudden you're just not there. That all your thoughts are gone. I know, and unfortunately, someday been, that's going to happen to everyone here. And unfortunately, we've been reminded of that this week with some really sad yeah. moments. You know, our buddy Grant Wall, friend of ours, obviously Mike Leach, Paul Silas. I mean, there's been some really tough news this week. So, yeah, um, there we go. AJ Hawk, we're blaming this all on you. Okay, we've got more to get to today, including Perloff and I were reading this in really interesting article. I thought about the transfer portal. And about the teams and the Power Five teams that are really in need of help from the quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I want to give credit. Read this in USA Today. Fantastic article. Suggests that everybody go and read it, especially if you're into college football. Because some of the biggest programs in the country are now going to be potentially going into the transfer portal to find the most important position on the field. So you're looking at Notre Dame. UCLA, what's Auburn going to do? You're talking about Ohio State and Alabama. Could they go into the transfer portal to try to get quarterbacks? I know Bama has two incoming freshmen along with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, so maybe not, but you never know. Ohio State, you mentioned this once. I think it bears repeating. No quarterback recruit in 2023. And so you have Kyle McCord, but like, are you going to bring somebody else in to compete there? Yes. This is some really, really fascinating stuff with some of the biggest programs in the country. Yeah, I think I mentioned Ohio State has the number one quarterback the following year, Dylan Ray. 2024. Who everyone thinks is like kind of not quite Trevor Lawrence-ish, mm. but pretty close to Trevor Lawrence's. So they, got, they didn't recruit 2023 just so they could have him. But it doesn't even matter, too, because I think these programs don't – a lot. Ohio State doesn't want a freshman. They want somebody who's older at this point, I think. And the other reason – I, uh, I'm not sure this is exactly part of the article, but you know what's fueling this is NIL. There, people are leaving programs, that even if they like the program, right. you, get a, you become a free agent and you get a new NIL deal when you switch. So there's so much de- supply out there. I find it really interesting. Alabama, I think Jalen Milrow is great. Yeah. I, w- I would build around him. But, I mean, now all of a sudden you have these 11 quarterbacks to choose from and maybe they're tempted. So, yeah, I'm really curious too. Oregon is on that list. Bo Nix... I think well, Oregon State's on the list. Oh, okay, that's I'm sorry. a big one. Uh, yeah, Oregon has been much talked about too. Sorry, but yeah, if, if but Bo, Bo Nix has to make a decision. Yeah, so I don't think Bo Nix. He he did not answer, enter the transfer portal though. No, he didn't because people think it's either declare for the NFL or go back to Oregon. Got it. I don't. Uh, this could be tough. I know we have a big list. I'm not sure Bo Nix is ready for the NFL. I'm not sure I saw. It's not a terrible thing to say about a guy. Yeah, I'm not sure he's a surefire NFL high draft pick. So I think he should go back to Oregon. Because if he does go back to Oregon, then that takes off one of the, the better homes. No offense to Oregon State, but Oregon's an even better option. That's well, I mean, listen, top of the t- Justin Herbert went back. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's like, I don't think that's the worst thing that a guy can do. And actually, you, now you with NIL, it's yeah. like you're not, you're still making good money. It's not first round yeah. draft pick money, but it's good money. That's a great point. I always feel like 
maybe it's an NBA thing. You have to go back. You have to go back to college because you're not good enough for the pros. I think that's the way I kind of think about it. But you're right. In the NIL era, maybe that's not such a bad thing. I don't think so. I think it and it might end up helping the sport a lot. It's helping the not that college football needs any help, but it could end up helping college basketball for guys who come back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like uh, okay. DJU, for example, who's leaving Clemson, he yeah. would definitely have gone pro in the past, but he's not ready for the NFL. So why not come back? He entered the transfer portal. Yep. Why would you rather be a six round pick or get a million dollars to go to Oregon State, for example? Yeah, or UCLA. I mean, he's well, from LA. Yeah, UCLA. I mean, that's a decent program. <laughs> you think they had a good season? <laughs> if I'm uh, a quarterback, yeah. I don't mind going into a Chip Kelly offense. Yeah, I mean, it's UCLA. They're the cheapest football program in the country. <laughs> well, but the NIL is a little bit yeah. different. That's it's, about the alums and the boosters. Yeah, and you're very, very much in the shadow of Lincoln Riley and USC. Well, okay. I mean, I still think it's it's a place where you're going to get seen. Okay, I'm going to put you, Maggie Gray, you're on the spot. You're the best quarterback. For some reason, your coach left, and you're in the transfer portal. Okay. You can go to any of these schools on that list. Where do you go? Well, I mean, is the slam dunk just to say Alabama? I mean, I'm going to be around the best team or one of the Ooh. best teams. Yeah, but you might not get on the field at Alabama. Oh, oh, I, I'm not walking in as the starter. I have to go no, with no, no, all you, of it? Oh, okay. You, you, I think you'd want to go to a place that definitely doesn't have any competition. Well, then maybe Ohio State, even though I would be competing with yeah. Kyle McCord. Um, I think that I but, would... Wait, I thought you liked warm weather. <laughs> I do like warm weather. I'm not Sean Payton. Is that like it's one of my prerequisites <laughs> so I can go get in 18 holes of golf after I go to practice? You said right before the show, we were talking about the Phoenix Super Bowl. You yeah. said, just once in my life, I want to live in the desert. I know, but I got to hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, I got a lot of life after I would get done with my eligibility as I'm if I'm a college quarterback in this scenario. Um, I mean, I'd love to go to UCLA. It's beautiful there. Yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Their campus is Pretty one of good. the most beautiful in the world. Um, that's I mean, not I, a bad choice. You could do worse than Notre Dame. That's for sure. Great recruiting class. You're going to get a lot of attention. I think they're going to have a good team next year. Trust the coach. That's not a bad place to go to. Yeah. Uh, warm weather, Florida. I go to Florida. Yep. Yeah. They had Graham Mertz was, uh, just yeah. down there actually. Yeah. The former Wisconsin quarterbacks. So that's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors. The kid who just came out, Grayson McCall would fit there. And Grayson McCall is probably going to be at the like near the top of everyone's list, yeah. right? Because you're talking about him, Spencer Sanders, like these guys who have a lot of experience under their belt. Yeah, Devin I, Leary has the injury stuff, but he has a lot of experience. Yeah, the hot name for Florida has been Sam Hartman all along, mm. but he has not announced that he's leaving Wake Forest. At least I don't believe he's announced. So that's it's just a new thing where. You're an existing college can look at another team's quarterback and say, "Hey, why don't we give that guy a call?" You know, I want to know who else was getting a little some uh, whispers about uh, Grayson McCall, Auburn. Yeah, uh, with Hugh Freeze. Hugh now. Freeze. Yeah, uh, Hugh Freeze likes those mobile guys, so it's a little different. Mm. You know, like Malik Willis, Grayson McCall's coach, of course, went to Liberty. That could happen for him too. He could just follow him to Liberty. Yeah, I like Auburn. Looks like a great fit. Florida looks like a great fit. I, I love, I'm very curious to see Hugh Freeze's offense. I, I watched a lot of Malik Willis with Hugh Freeze. Yeah. It's high powered, it's high octane. So if I'm a quarterback, that's a great place to go. 855 212 4 CBS, 855 212 4227. As the transfer portal turns, uh, love to hear from you. If you got a thought on a quarterback and a school and a good fit that maybe we didn't think of, you're welcome to chime in. You can also find us on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl. You can find us on Instagram, Maggie and Pearl off. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on YouTube at but, Maggie and Pearl. By the way, I'm going to Ohio State all day and every day. Oh, sorry. I didn't ask you. I'm yeah, sorry. I you're mean, a top prospect. Where uh, would you like to go? Do you see 
First of all, C.J. Stroud missed a lot of them, but you see how wide open those receivers are against even against Michigan. <laughs> yeah, you get to play with Marvin Harrison Jr. You That's cool. Yeah, you get Marvin Harrison Jr. They have the number one wide. They have the number one and three wide receiver recruits coming next year. And look how many touchdowns you throw at that school. You're guaranteed to have success. Now the NFL might look at you nervously, but it's been quarterback you, right? I guess the one thing about Ohio State and it'd be the same idea for Michigan. It's like your whole existence just comes down to one game. It's like if I make one mistake in one game, I that's it. Like I'm gonna be persona non grata for the rest of my life on campus. <laughs> no. I could do a, I could be the all time leading passer, rusher, whatever, sacks leader. If I have one mistake in that game, just I'll it's curtains. You really think that's how C.J. Stroud views this experience at Ohio State right now? I don't know. <laughs> he's in the final four, and he's about to be the number three pick in the NFL draft. I think he's okay. I don't think he's wandering Listen, around with not, his head down. It's not me. It's the people who are there, the crazy Ohio State fans they and Michigan fans. It. Get out of here. They love C.J. Stroud. No, I think they love him, but I think that there's that level of disappointment is like hard to wash away. He's washed it away. Watch, he's about. Why they got lucky because USC got got destroyed by Utah. Yeah, backed so, into the college football playoff. Try walking up and hugging Roger Goodell as the number three pick. That'll wash it away, man. <laughs> I think CJ Stroud's just fine. You, you know, no, he's fine. I'm talking about the fans. Like, I, and yeah, maybe he'll he'll hopefully go on and have a great career in the NFL. But I feel like you'd always be. I don't know. No, he's. I'm sure he's very popular in Columbus. I, I'm sure that they. You they want to run Ryan Day out of town. He's lost five games in <laughs> three years. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's real any reality to that one. I don't know. As hey. our friend Albert Breer has Mr. Ohio State has yeah. said, that is the farthest thing from the truth. Well, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, get back to the phones in just a minute. Also, coming up is one great quarterback story about to come to an end. We'll get to that in just a moment. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Before we get to one quarterback who we think the uh, the love affair might be coming to an end quite quickly. What? I know. I know you love quarterbacks and having love affairs with quarterbacks, but one's about to come to an end. I'll wait, tell you who I, it is in just oh, a minute. Oh, I can't wait to hear. 855-212-4CBS. First, though, we get to Brian, who's in Omaha, wants to talk about Jalen Hurts and how Micah Parsons said he's a system quarterback. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing excellent. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. And this is the best sports show in America. Yeah. People like me talk on TV. It, it, it's amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Um, Dalen Hurst is outstanding. He's probably the best quarterback right now. And Philadelphia is the strongest NFC team. And uh, Buffalo is uh, is outstanding in the AFC. I see them being in the Super Bowl. You see a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl matchup? I really do. Well, wait for the kibosh that on would it, That cause Brian. chaos. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Thank you so much. Um, I don't – would you and I be able to exist – if your Eagles and my Bills were in the Super Bowl, I, f- well, I don't even want to talk about this, by the way. This is putting the jinx on it. I don't <laughs> like this at all. Well, I think we had some real bad blood when it was the Phillies and the Mets competing. Because yeah, we're in the same di- yeah. same division. They play each other 19 times a year. I consider the Bills my AFC team now. So <laughs> I have no, there's no rivalry between the Bills and the Eagles. So I think we could make that work. I guess so. But there will be a rivalry if we play you guys, if you would, you know. We, we're going to talk about if if our two teams played each other in the Super Bowl. 
Is that a rivalry? I don't know. I, I feel like you don't have the same heat because there's no built-up hatred. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, and NFL is different than baseball. Baseball, when you have a rival, it's a slow death to watch the other team win. It is such a slow Football death. is a very sudden goodbye. sport. <laughs> and also, too, I think the Eagles and the Bills are both really likable teams. Let's. Josh Allen's really likable. Jalen Hurts is really likable. Yeah, which is funny because Eagles fans are <laughs> just insufferable. Oh, and I'm uh, sorry, <laughs> Bills Mafia is all class. <laughs> I went exactly the other. Uh, Gary is in North Carolina. Wants to talk about the transfer portal. What's up, Gary? Hello. Hello. Hey, um, the kid from Texas that won the best running back this year, Bijan Robinson. Robinson. Yep. He's making over $2 million in NAL. So would it be easier for him to stay in school for four years and make eight, $10 million instead of going into the draft? Well, I mean, I think it's it's nice, but if he, and thank you, Gary, for the call, if Bijan Robinson sneaks into the first round, like maybe late first round or something like that, he's going to make way more money just on his first signing bonus. Well, I th- think Gary's point was actually maybe not because what will he get say he was a 25th pick yeah how much would he actually get i thought your signing bonus for, for all first rounders i know the top five is something like 20 million dollars right. just right away you, all of but a sudden you got zero in your years. bank account and then you've got 20 million so that's four years of 20 million dollars he's saying you could almost make a similar rate in college no, no, I'm saying that's the signing bonus. Right, but that's, that's not all you, just your base salary. But then you only get about a million a year for yeah, base. Yeah, something like that, or two and a half. So you're going to make 25, 30 total for four years of NFL work. But I'd rather bank that 20 million and start getting the interest off of that and all of it. I mean, don't you want to get a head start with that big nest egg? It's well, not going to be 20 if you're taking 25th overall, but I think it's like 15 or between 12 and 15. Well, let's talk tax implications. <laughs> <laughs> if we're looking well, at I it mean, from a yeah. fiscal standpoint, who drafts me? Am I in Florida or am I in the Northeast? Did no. you see the Fed raise the interest rates today? So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that is an interesting point. I think it, it Touches on something we said earlier. NIL has changed the landscape. It changes the decision about going pro. Maybe not in B. John Robinson's case, because I think he's going to be an exception and go higher than a lot of running backs. But if you're a running back who's not going the first round, yeah, that's a really good point. I think you can stay and make money in college that you might you might not make in the NFL. NFL running back is a real precarious position. No, I get it. And it seems like the San Francisco 49ers who can find guys who are undrafted or late in the draft and make them look like superstars, I don't think that really helps. Although they're guys who are just special. We know that. Yeah, but even, okay, so San Francisco ironically traded for the most expensive back in the league. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. He was a top 10 pick. I think the Panthers regretted paying all that money to McCaffrey. I know the Cowboys regretted paying all that money to Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if in the future you're going to pay big for a running back. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the world we live in right now. I'm curious, if he hadn't gotten that neck injury, I'm curious what would have happened with Saquon Barkley because it's a different regime in New York. He was having a great season, but these are not the people who drafted him. Would he have gotten the money from them? Yeah, Um, I mean, health is going to limit his contractor. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, some quarterbacks who the mania might be coming to a close here. Congratulations, Baker Mayfield, who was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And you know what? He earned it. Got off the plane, as the, we will tell the story in 10 years, Perloff, like you said. It's going to turn into he got off the plane yeah. wearing a jersey, <laughs> went straight to the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stadium, and somehow beat Stu's Raiders. He got off the plane. Someone handed him the playbook. He studied in the car <laughs> yeah. over to SoFi and went out there and, and kicked the butt. 98-yard drive, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and a 98-yard drive to seal it. Um I don't know how long this one's going to last. 
there's been a couple quarterbacks who have been some great stories this year. Baker didn't start off as a great story, but obviously last week, this was incredible what happened on Thursday night. But something tells me that, and I know Green Bay isn't awesome, so they might not be able to put up much of a fight. But Green Bay, if you heard Aaron Rodgers talking on McAfee, at least maybe saying the right things, they really feel like there's an outside shot if they just win out. I don't think the Rams have that kind of a motivation. They realize their season's done. done. Absolutely. No, the Packers uh, definitely have an outside shot. Yeah, but uh, what happened last time you counted out Baker Mayfield? Uh, he led two scoring drives in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You cannot. <laughs> it's like betting against Joe Burrow. Do not do it, man. It's just not get, the same as betting against Sit back Joe on Burrow. Monday night and enjoy the Baker magic because Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield, they were meant to be together. This is a Hollywood script. Don't get in the way of a happy movie ending, Maggie. It's going to happen. <laughs> Something is going to happen. Baker has at least one more moment in him. Maybe not this week, but at some point, he's going to do something spectacular this season. I just have this feeling. Or he'll get hurt in the second quarter. Either way, <laughs> Baker is going. Don't count out Baker. Okay. What do you think about is the party almost over for one of the great, great stories of the year, and that is Geno Smith. So, obviously, you've got coming off of the loss to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Gino throws two picks in that game, got sacked three times, only com- completed 58% of his passes. It was just not, it was a tough day for Gino. He was harassed by the Carolina defense. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. It feels like he's uh, Andy Dalton now. He's a bridge quarterback. He's right in that that range. Andy's so, made a lot of money though, right? He's yeah, like a so high-end he- bridge Right, I think that. Well, I think Andy's contract was not that great this year. I think Geno gets eleven million next year to be a bridge quarterback. Hmm. Does that make sense? Is well, that what fair? about Seattle? I mean, if they're going to re-sign their own mm, guy, yeah, which I think would probably be the best situation for Geno. Are we looking at Geno making twenty-five to thirty million dollars a year? Wow, that's a great question. Yes, but that's on the low end. You're saying so. That's a very low end. What do you give him? Three years, seventy-five million. I mean, I would probably. Take that if I was Gino, as opposed to testing the open market. However, do we know what this draft class is? Everyone going to go gaga over this draft class, which looks like now. <laughs> no way. I didn't think so. Right. Most of the guys, uh, people aren't even going into the draft class. Everyone's going back to college. Well, but like Bryce Young's and the Anthony Richardson's and the Will Levises, and you know, are those are the teams going to go even if they're projects? Say, hey, we're going to take a flyer on this guy and we're going to draft him top fifteen. If not, there could be a lot of work out there. You're going to have a lot of teams who need quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks famously don't are not going to draft a first round quarterback. They've had their chance and they've said no, thank you. I don't know why they don't want to draft a guy. But all those guys, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, probably not ready to start week one next yeah. year. So Geno's a great guy to have around there. Maybe you do both. But if you're going to pay him thirty million dollars a year, remember they. Didn't they pay Matt Flynn $30 million a year? And then Russell Wilson came in and took the job right away. Uh, Is the party over Jared Goff, who's become like, as the the Detroit Lions have become America's team, everyone's rooting for the Detroit Lions. Do you think that Jared Goff has won the job for next year? Oh, yes. How many picks do they have in the top 10 right now? Two. I believe that's a little bit of a problem, but sorry, let me go to Tankathon. Uh, they definitely have one really high one. Well, they have the Rams pick, so they are picking four right now. Four. What's sorry, the, that's it. Oh, their next have, one is fifteen. Oh, they're down to fifteen already. Yeah, I forgot that how winning. good the Lions were. <laughs> I think he's back. I think he's played well enough, and there is much positive momentum here. Look at their receiving core: Mon Ross St. Brown's yep. a star, and they have Jamison Williams who just came back. I, I think the, everything looks great for this franchise with Jared Goff. 
just get pass rushers. One more pass rusher to go across from Hutchison. One cornerback, and let's go. You don't think they will be tempted to take a quarterback with that fourth pick and then use Goff as the bridge guy? Ooh, yes. That that is actually that scenario is pretty good. <laughs> yes, I, I but mean, I don't know that there is that guy this year. But nobody wants to have what happened. I know the Colts were an outside circumstance because uh, outlier, rather because Andrew Luck retired. But the you know not getting your guy, and I know that Goff's not old or anything, but. Is he really the franchise guy in Detroit? You're building this really great team. Don't you need the amazing quarterback to finish it off? I don't know that, that guy's there, the number four pick this year. I really I really don't think so. I mean, but you have to hope if you're Detroit, you're not drafting this high again. You've yeah, created right. a good enough team where you're not going to get back into the top ten. So assuming Bryce Young goes one. One or two. I mean, are you really going to... Are you going to say C.J. Stroud or Will Levis is that, that guy to bench Jared Goff for? That doesn't feel right. We've seen both those core. There's no way Will Levis is going to come in and be Jared Goff out. Well, he won't, but then you just have Will Levis sit on the bench for a year and have Jared Goff, you know, watch Jared Goff or whatever, and then go with Levis in year two See, or I think, whoever is in this scenario. I think the timetable for the Lions is right now. I think they think they're a real playoff contender. They're a contender now, but I think they think they're a legit team next year. I don't see them dra- spending that high pick on a draft pick. They've had so much success with Hutchison. I feel like they've turned around their drafting, their drafting malaise lately. So just keep building around golf. What wait? What would you do? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Tell you on the other side. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Also coming up, Charles Barkley. Barkley ripped the Lakers, and you got to hear it.